0: This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on v End, the sports betting network.
2: Off and running on March 1st. Sean, it is a wonderful time of year. Beautiful day here in Las
3: Vegas. It is. It finally has warmed up. Mm. I can justify shorts and flip-flops again. (laughs) I'm extremely happy. (laughs) People judging you? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I live in a judge-free zone. That's true. We live in a judge-free zone. my safe place. That is right.
2: Uh, We got a lot going on, as we always do. Uh, Got the combine just starting. Some of the... uh, The big shots in Indianapolis, speaking, talking, maybe some speculation if Bruce Arians will trade Tom Brady. Got a lot going on. It's interesting.
3: Like, this is the first time in a while where I feel like NFL free agency is going to be a bigger topic at the Combine than the actual workouts Mm -hmm. of the prospective draft picks. I just think this draft lacks star power, and I think there's so much star power that could potentially be on the market free agency. Most of the questions geared towards the the head coaches, the general managers, was about their own teams and the pending free agency. Very few questions about actual draft picks.
2: Yeah, so we got, uh, we'll have some draft talk a little bit later. Uh, I actually made a small, very small wager today uh, on the NFL draft. Okay. Just a little bit. Uh, We'll save that for a little bit later uh, with a a new mock draft coming out. uh, Another one, Mel Kuyper's mock draft. Newest version. I guess it was 2.0 or 3.0. I I did see him talking a little bit. Had Kayvon Thibodeau all the way down at 5. Yeah, that is very, and I know we still have a long ways away for draft season. We got some games to update you on. uh, Kansas on the brink of of a tough loss. uh, Trying to battle back here against TCU on the road. Uh, But this is a tricky spot. We had a great game earlier tonight. Providence getting it done by covering, but not winning outright. Villanova. Uh, sweeps the season series. But, um, yeah, real quickly, Kayvon Thibodeau, it's interesting that he's kind of been that guy so far that has dropped. And and once again, he's still going to be a top 10 pick. But it it is, you know, coming into this year, he was the guy, Sean, that was, he's going to be the number one pick. And now you look at, it's Evan Neal, it's Aiden Hutchinson, it's the tackle from NC State, whose name I won't even uh, try to pronounce. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so it's it, it is it's interesting. I mean, Kayden, Kayvon Thibodeau is really no longer even uh, in the discussion for number one overall pick. But we will have draft talk uh, coming up bottom of the hour. Uh, we will have some baseball talk uh, because, you know, it's always fun when you have a commissioner who doesn't like the sport that he commissions. Uh, but it uh, looks like opening day will be canceled, which is fun. Good stuff, baseball. Way to uh, – the people what they want. But Cody Decker, who we always love talking to. We do. He will join us at the top of the next hour, and then we will have another in-studio visitor. Nice. Jim Root. Yeah. We got – it is small conference tournament season, baby. There are futures out there aplenty, and he's going to come in. We're going to talk. There was one I wrote up today for VEASAN.com, uh, which I believe should be on the website already. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But we got games going on right now. We got sweats going on. Sean, you've got a 1,000 bets. Uh, you, you were firing away today. So, yeah, what, what just, do we got going on? I just
3: on? got some bad news. Uh, hurricanes, I had them on the puck line. They had taken a 3 2 lead. And, of course, the defensive man from the Canes has an unforced error on his side of the ice. And it results in a Detroit goal. So, I actually have, I need the Canes to win for one ticket. But uh, for everything to come home, I need them on the puck line. So, we got a little under three minutes. Left in regulation. If we can get a goal here, maybe we can get an empty netter. But uh, at the end of the day, I need the Canes. And I'm also on the Anaheim Ducks tonight. Okay, why? Yes, uh, the Bruins playing the fourth game in six nights. uh, Coming off a a pretty good performance last night. I think it's a good situational spot for Anaheim. A lot of money coming in on Boston, yet the line is not moving. So Mm. I think I'm on the right side.
2: Well, I'll give you a, a game that I was on the right side. We talked about it last night. And it's funny because, you know, I, I bet Texas last night and uh, a bunch of people on Twitter. And it's fine. Voice your opinion. If you faded me, hey, my picks are free. Right? You know, if you want to fade away, go for it. <laughs> if you bet Baylor last night, congrats. Uh, but they, a lot of people are going, you know, the stink doesn't work in college basketball. Ah, Michigan was laying five against Michigan State tonight. They were. And that was stinky poo. And Michigan is up by 20 right now. So they are smoking Michigan State. I was on... Uh, I am on Michigan, uh, but I will say that a, a very popular play today was taking the points with Providence. And the first half, I went back and I listened because I wanted to know, Sean, because we talk about so many games. And by mm-hmm. the way, we always talk about the the card for the next day in the final segment of the show, if you're wondering. And you and I talked about it briefly, and then I went back and listened. And you said, I'm all over Georgia. Boom. Catching sixteen. What did the Bulldogs do? They covered. They were up at seven. the half, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Uh, tied. Tied. Yeah. So Georgia gets at home. So we were on that. And then I went back and I listened. I said I was like, "What did I say about Villanova? Because I didn't love the ten, but it kind of felt like a play I had to make. And then I went back and I listened because I ultimately the play I made was first half Villanova, and then mm-hmm. I've got a bun- bunch of money line parlays. <laughs> and that I mean, sometimes you just get lucky. They're up fourteen at the half, and then Providence played their butts off and they were hitting everything under the sun. And the one thing about Villanova, and I know you you're not a big Villanova believer, but I'll say this about Villanova. If they're up, they are a hard team to beat because they don't turn the ball over and they make, and their they make all their free throws. Yeah. If they I, are at 80, I think as a team, they're like 82%, Sean. Yeah,
3: if I remember correctly, I think I said either take Villanova in the points or Providence <laughs> money line. Yeah. yeah, I felt like Providence is going to either You'll be right there and have a chance to win it. And listen, Villanova was shot lights out from the free throw line. That's the only reason they won this game. You know, uh, they got into a situation where it was foul, foul. Providence was making their free throws. Villanova was as well. Then when Villanova finally missed, Providence didn't have a timeout. It was under two seconds left on the clock. So they didn't really have an opportunity to get a shot off. But, again, uh, I just don't like the brand of basketball Villanova plays. It's a back down, like – your uncle plays, you know, when he's one-on-one with his nephew. So, I think they are a team ripe to get upset, not only in the Big East tournament, but definitely in this NCAA tournament. But I thought that was a big number. Well, it I mean, looked like they were gonna coast, but you gotta give Providence some credit. No, they're I, a a, a, a I, very mentally tough team.
2: Well, I mean, I want to give Providence credit. I'll give them that. But I mean, look, they didn't cover the number. Villanova swept Providence. Mm-hmm. Providence is 24 and four. And I know the numbers don't like them. Look, I've faded them a handful of times, and we got a tweet uh, from our friend Testudo on Twitter and said, you know, is this going to hurt the numbers? No, no, no. This game solidifies Providence in the analytical numbers more. Uh, A close loss. If they had won this game, it would have helped. They went on the road as a 10-point dog, and they they were right there and had a chance to win this game. Providence continues to prove the doubters wrong. Mm -hmm. They're a very good team. They're a very well-coached team. But for me and Villanova, uh, I mean, they're just going to be a pain in the butt to, to eliminate because they don't miss free throws. They don't make mistakes. They've got veterans. They can make hit big shots. I mean, the crazy thing about this game, Sean, is Providence ended up shooting 15 of 32 from three and lost. And it wasn't like Villanova shot the lights out. They were nine of 27 from three, missing a lot of shots. They found a way to win this game. And, you know, they turn the ball over five times. They don't turn the ball over. I'm not saying Villanova's going to win the title. Look, I would love them to win the title. That was the first future bet I played, and I do not think they will win the title. But I think they're going to be a tricky team to get out. And remember last year, you know, they lost Colin Gillespie, and they were in the Sweet 16, I think, against Baylor, and they were right there with Baylor just because they're so well-coached. They're a veteran team. They don't have the elite talent that a Duke has or an Auburn or a Kentucky but if, if you're not on your game, they'll turn you over and uh, they'll make you pay.
3: It'd be interesting. I, I, I'm, they're a team I'm going to fade in the tournament. We'll I see. know you are. We'll see.
2: I mean, I, I think they're one of the teams that, you know, to me, as I look up at the screen, TCU has just defeated by 10. Kansas. Yeah. So Jamie Dixon, by the way, uh, on the same night that uh, Duke beat Pittsburgh by 30, just remember, Pittsburgh... Got tired of Jamie Dixon getting to the Elite Eight and the Sweet 16. They wanted more. Grass isn't always greener, folks, because <laughs> TCU is about to go to the NCAA tournament for a second time under Jamie Dixon. They have now had back-to-back really nice wins. You know, they won over the weekend, uh, and and now they you know beat Kansas at home. So TCU is an absolute tournament team, and this is a nice win for for Jamie Dixon's squad. Uh, they you know they have now uh, they. They beat Texas Tech over the weekend. They beat Kansas. They'll play Kansas again on Thursday on the road. Uh, but this is a, a hell of a win for for TCU. They're now 19-9. and Big win for them as they were a six-point home dog. So, uh, yeah, just running through uh, what we got. I want to – Hold off on Arizona and uh, and USC. We'll, we'll do that the last segment of this hour because we actually have a game that we get the preview, Sean. We Char. do. It's nice. We do. And we have differing opinions. We have a yes, cigar bet on this we one. We do. We oh. do.
3: Also, I, don't, I think it's already started. I should have given it out right at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. I love the Anaheim Ducks tonight. Great yeah. situational spot for them versus the Boston Bruins. So if there are no goals, you can still in game. Bet it. Ducks were plus 175. Before the game started. I'm all over Anaheim. And I'll slight lean to over five and a half as well. All right. So, we'll be sweating. is playing we we'll
2: sweating out the Ducks. Uh, I'm sweating out Vanderbilt right now. They went off as a pick against Florida. This
3: line moved a lot. I felt like it was Vandy minus one and a half. Then it got all the way down to a pick them, And I think it closed. Closed a pick. A pick, yeah, yeah. So, late money came in on Florida. 14, 14,
2: 14 and 14 Vanderbilt is a pick against Florida. Who over, what? Was it last week? They beat uh, they beat Auburn. Auburn. Yeah. So, uh, you know me, so I had to roll with that. Wisconsin and Purdue. They're at the half. Uh, Wisconsin trying to bring home the Big Ten regular season title. The Badgers leading Purdue by five at the break. Badgers went off as a three point
3: home. Actually took Johnny Davis in the Badgers yeah. money line. So we'll see if it holds up.
2: I'm on Purdue. So a-, a game that we are against each other. We will get back to college hoops. Keep you updated on all the games. But John Morant went for 52 last night. The bet that we should be looking at.
0: is the nightcap on v the sports betting network
2: welcome back in this segment of the nightcap being brought to you by zen nicotine pouches a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes dip Or vape, no more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no more batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen nicotine pouches are smoke free, spit free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. For your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Tim Murray, Sean King with you and uh, getting you updated on some college hoops and NBA action uh, around. Uh, Lakers and Mavericks just about to start. Lakers getting five at home, Sean. Do you dare? Hey. Nah,
3: I'm I'm, I'm not <laughs> riding with the Lakers right now.
2: They're so yeah. they're so bad, so it almost feels like this is the spot where you got to roll with the Lakers. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that game. Minnesota taking it to the Warriors here tonight. 40, uh, 113 to ninety four. That game closing out. Clippers in Houston. They were laying seven. Uh, remember last night, favorite seven and zero ATS uh, in the association and. Uh, yeah, 7-0 ATS. There's, there were 7-0 straight up, too. Uh, the Wizards push against the Pistons. Boston covered and won against the Hawks. And the Raptors were able to squeak past the Brooklyn Nets. A pretty light NBA slate. Six games uh, on the docket. We're keeping an eye on uh, a lot of games going on in college basketball. We've got Arizona and uh, and USC coming up top of the hour. So we'll get an, a full preview. It's nice that we get a chance to... Yeah. spread our
3: spread our wings. I like USC tonight.
2: I know you do. Yeah. I do not. I like Arizona. We got a cigar bet on that. Oh. By the way, breaking news. Last night, Sean King, we were up at the Legacy Club. Mm-hmm. We were celebrating our friend Jared Smith's birthday. We were having a beautiful night. We had the fire going here. We did. It was great. Sean was smoking a stogie. We were having some cocktails and Sean Said he wanted a cigar bet. I did. Where I get Gonzaga and you get the field in the West Coast Conference tournament. Yep. So um, I'm
3: looking for my cigar bet page now so that I can update it with another uh, victory. That'll be. <laughs>
2: you know that Gonzaga is like minus 350
3: to win that conference. Okay. Actually, no, they're minus 450. He, Gonzaga for Tim. Yep. Rest of field. Okay, and we. I also have USC. What plus four and a half? Yep. Okay.
2: And I've got uh, I've got the cats at minus four and a half. I don't feel great about it, but I I think it's a bounce back spot for Arizona. I do need Arizona. I've got Arizona with Villanova to close out a money line parlay. So right, that updating. would be nice. By the way, Vanderbilt now up seven. Good job, Commodores. Let's get that one done. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're leading by seven over Florida. Wisconsin and Purdue, it's a one-point game, 16-28 to go in, uh, at the Kohl Center. Wisconsin preflop, three-point favorite, led by five at the break. Uh, Zach Ivey has not really played all that well tonight. Uh, and uh, they only trail by one, but also Johnny Davis hasn't gone off. So this is, this is a tricky spot for me, Sean. I bet Purdue, I know you're on Wisconsin. I, uh, I, I laid, I think, $1.45 on the money line earlier today at uh, somewhere around town. And I was hoping I'm like, all right. It was almost a hedge a little bit. Uh, Oscar Tashibwe, yes, he's know, phenomenal. Just 18. He's and, really good. 18 and 15 tonight. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's uh, it's it's out of control what he's doing. He, he's great. He's he's really really good. So I have 20. He's seconds. He's going to win
3: the Player of the Year. So I'm not ignoring you, but I have 20 no. seconds left uh, to get out of overtime and get to the shootout. And of course, Detroit scores. Oh. So. That game's dead, but the Hurricanes deserve to lose. They turned the ball over. Bad, bad mistake by uh, number 76, a defensive man. So, Hurricanes go down. So, now we're on the Ducks.
2: So, last night, Sean, we talked about a little bit, um, and we had Chris Miles from NBA TV discuss it, about John ja Morant for MVP. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the updated odds at DraftKings, and John ja Morant has now jumped DeMar DeRozan in the odds, which I think makes sense and you'll see the graphic that we're going to show you for those watching on YouTube TV and uh, wherever you may be able to tune us in we got a great graphic there where he just went absolutely nuclear last night 52 points he had 46 in the previous game before he is now one two in uh, highest scoring games in Memphis Grizzlies franchise history his odds went from 15 to one down to 10 to one and you know props to Chris Miles I think you talked about a little bit too uh, this these odds were only going to go down. Um, look at this point. I feel like right now it's it's you know all the all the talking head shows this morning we're talking about Ja and should he be MVP. It's it's not a knock on him. It's Joel Embiid's war to lose, and I mean Jokic's numbers are off the charts. Giannis is going to win Defensive Player of the Year again. Mm-hmm. By the way, last night uh, Giannis. He knows how to shoot free throws. Uh, He went 14 of 14 from the line. He's gotten
3: better. It's amazing that he attacked the deficiency. Right. And and eliminated it. In the playoffs. As good as LeBron is, he's still not trustworthy from the free throw line. That's true. I mean, LeBron still has four titles. Right. Pretty good.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But but Giannis, I mean, I I give a ton of credit to Giannis. Last year in the playoffs, it was a bugaboo. And then magically in the finals, he shot free throws well, shot them well in game six in the 50-point performance. He had 14 of – He's like 70, like I looked up this morning, I think he's like 74% from the line. But
3: Ja Morant. Would you anticipate, though, the fluctuation from night to night? You know, of course, Ja had a huge game. DeRozan mm-hmm. had a, a subpar game for what he'd been doing. Right. If DeRozan comes out in his next game and goes for 35 and, you know, and Ja scored 20, I can see it fluctuating. I still think the MVP race runs through Joel and I think if he does not get injured, and continues to play at the level that he is, then I, I just think he's going to win it. And I think for a lot of reasons, one being he's finally healthy, mm-hmm. two being they're a national story because of the addition of James Harden, and they're in a huge market that loves basketball. So I, I like the Jaw story. I, I think Jaws is an incredible player. Uh, I think he's an exciting player. I think the fact that he's in a small market team and seems – to be elevating, the not just the, the, the season goals, but the brand mm-hmm. of the of the Memphis Grizzlies is, is, is exceptional. And you know I think he's something that the younger players can look at as they come into the league. You know, you look at a Zion Williamson. Why isn't he taking Ja Morant's approach? You know, he's a guy that should be trying to elevate not just himself, but the Pelicans. And it looks like he's taking the other route. I don't want to be there. I'm going to sit out. So I love what Ja's doing. But it's sort of the same thing with Johnny Davis and Wisconsin. For them to win the current leader has to kind of falter. And I just don't know, barring injury, if that happens with MB. Well, and I would say the difference is, I think if,
2: I think Oscar Toshibwe has to falter a lot. Right, and, and he won't. And you're, we're at the finish line, yeah. essentially. So you could see, and I'm not hoping for it, you could see MB get hurt. However, Ja would have to jump Jokic and Giannis. Here's the question I would pose to you. So right now at DraftKings, Ja mm-hmm. is 10-1 to to win MVP. Okay. The Grizzlies are eleven to one to win the Western Conference. I would much rather take a flyer on them to win the Western Conference because it, it could actually. I'm not gonna say that he can't win MVP. Look, he could go for forty. You know, from here on out, and he win MVP. I I think it's more an intriguing play. If you're gonna take a long shot, I would much rather play the Grizzlies eleven to one to win the Western Conference than John Morant. to to win the MVP. Don't
3: they probably go hand-in-hand? No, because the the
2: season ends.
3: Right, but for the Grizzlies to win the Western Conference, Ja has to play at an unbelievable level.
2: Yeah, but I'm sorry. I mean, to win the Western Conference, he could get to another level in the playoffs. Right. So, I I think it's going to be a very challenging task at this point in the season with 20 games to go for Ja Morant to jump all the way up there I mean his his PER numbers continue to get better uh but right now as uh, Wisconsin is reigning threes they now lead by 7 so uh Wisconsin trying to uh, trying to run away and hide here a little bit as the as the crowd is going nuts if you talk about dudes who have been I think Brad Davison might have like a doctorate degree from Wisconsin <laughs> I think guy has been in Madison for like a, a decade and a half um but yeah I that would be me if I had. If you said, Tim, here's a hundred bucks. You got to place MVP for Ja or Western Conference Finals or Western Conference. I would. I would rather do Western Conference over. What
3: are the odds? Does DraftKings have available Memphis to be the number one seed? Uh, they don't have that. Okay.
2: Uh, they- actually, no. Let me check this. Uh, they only. That's odd. They only have the Miami Heat right now as team seeding. So uh-huh. no, they don't have any odds. Because to me, that's.
3: Quasi-realistic, you know, but it's still seven I mean, back got, Yeah, seven you back got a lot, of, a lot of ground to Golden make up with Golden State's still six back, so Phoenix hasn't actually lost any ground since uh, Chris Paul went down with an injury. So, I mean, we'll see. I just think it's an it's a uphill battle for Memphis in their first year playing at this level to go through that Western Conference, which is going to be loaded.
2: I totally agree with that. I don't think it'll happen, but I would much rather if I was forced to make one, Western Conference versus MVP. Who will be the number one pick in the NFL draft? We'll discuss that next.
0: This is the Nightcap on v Send, the sports betting network.
2: Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24/7 streaming daily best bet emails and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data and strategy for only 19 bucks. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson on every key team conference and players to watch. From the favorites to the potential Cinderellas, sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through April 5th. Only 19 bucks. Head over to slash madness But Wisconsin is putting it on Purdue right now, leading by nine, 13 minutes to go. The Badgers trying to take the Big Ten regular season crown. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We got Florida and Vanderbilt coming down to the wire. Uh, your boy is on Florida here, or sorry, Vanderbilt, and uh, not looking great uh, as Florida just hit a three from the corner. Uh, and Michigan continues to keep Michigan State at arm's length as they, as they lead by 14. NBA action we've got the Lakers and Dallas Mavericks just underway, midway through the first quarter, with the Lakers leading by two. And to continue the NBA discussion, we bring in Alex Barutha. Uh, he covers the league for. Uh, Roto, uh, Roto wire and he joins us right now, Alex. We were just having a discussion about uh, John ja Morant and MVP. I know that was a hot topic today, just the way that he's been playing, and I, I feel like it's a pretty, you know, pretty big uphill climb uh, when you look at, you know, how the numbers are just based out there. John ja Morant is ten to one at DraftKings. What does Ja Morant need to do in your mind? to, you know, climb that mountain and ultimately uh, hoist that MVP trophy this year.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not only John Moran, I think it's his team as a whole. You know, right now, Memphis is third in the West, could easily jump into second with the Warriors uh, kind of struggling here without Draymond. And I think for Memphis to be second in the West, I think that's really where things start to get serious in regards to John Moran for MVP. You know, especially when you look at the talent around him, the, the amount that he's carrying that team, but like you mentioned it is it is still an uphill battle. Um, I think Jokic and Embiid have uh, the top two slots locked up. Uh, it remains to be seen how people feel about Jokic's MVP case with Harden flagging and presumably taking some more usage and whether or not they'll uh, kind of knock Embiid's MVP case. I think Jokic obviously has a great case, except his team's not playing that well. I and mean, After that, I think things uh, are kind of up to interpretation. You know, maybe Giannis is still in the mix. You know, I know some people like DeRozan. I'm not really there yet. So I think there is a potential for Morant to slide in if he continues to play this well and the Grizzlies continue to win.
2: Talking to Alex Berutha. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. Love the Twitter handle, by the way. <laughs> it is uh, Alex underscore NBA Berutha on uh, on Twitter. Uh, when you uh, you know, uh, a common discussion has been the Phoenix Suns. How are they going to uh, hold the, how, hold on here uh, down the stretch with Chris Paul sidelined uh, with uh, with the injuries? So, what are your expectations? Uh, as, as they close out the year, are you worried that, you know, there's potential that they could fall out of this one seed? You know, where are you currently with this Phoenix Suns team?
4: Well, they're on a two game losing skid right now. Um, you know, I think without Chris Paul, they're a slightly above average team. I mean, I, last time I checked with Chris Paul off the floor, they're about plus four, plus five per 100 possessions. Uh, without him. So not amazing by any stretch of the imagination. And They don't really have a great backup point guard option. They have Cameron Payne and Alfred Payton and Aaron holiday. So no one can really replicate what Chris Paul does for them. I think there is a potential for them to to slip out of that one seed. Um, you know, like we mentioned uh, Memphis, Memphis and golden state both have 43 wins Phoenix at 49. Uh, I guess Phoenix is trending down while Memphis is trending up and golden State's kind of, you know, trending down or staying steady with the Draymond injury. So yeah, I'm a little worried about them down the stretch here. Um, but I don't think they should be scared of anybody They'd face in the bottom half of the West anyway. So even if they slide relatively far down, you know, maybe to three or something like that. Uh, I, I don't think I'd worry about them in the first round, as long as Chris Paul is healthy.
3: Alex Barutha here on the Nightcap, NBA assistant editor for Rotowire. Wire. Let's move to the Eastern Conference, Alex, because this one seems to be extremely competitive. Only five games separate the one seed from the seventh seed as we currently sit. Help bring some clarity to me in your opinion on how this is going to shake out.
4: The East is, is so competitive, man. I it's really hard to figure out exactly how this is going to shake out. For example, you know, you mentioned the 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 type of wins and Boston is the sixth seed at 36 and 27, but they have the best net rating in the conference. So by net rating, they'd be the one seed. Um, And you know, you got Chicago, they're banged up. They're playing really well. Milwaukee, the defending champions are not playing particularly well, though. They've been banged up with injuries early in the year. They haven't had a ton of rest over the past two seasons with the deep playoff runs and the condensed schedule. Um, Mitch and Brooke Lopez, you know, for me, I think, I think there's a great opportunity here, honestly, for the Philadelphia 76ers acquiring James Harden, that Harden and Embiid combination. I don't think it can be understated or I, I guess overstated the 76ers were getting absolutely nothing out of Ben Simmons. He was not playing this season and they turned that literally a zero into James Harden, uh, a top 10 player in the NBA, even with, you know, how underwhelming he had been in Brooklyn, So you have two top 10 players on the same team, deadly pick and roll combination. They're already looking fantastic. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and say that Philly is the favorite in the East since this thing kind of started, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were the team that, that landed in the NBA finals just based on pure talent and what I think is a great fit.
3: You know, it's interesting because the Nets aren't getting anything out of Ben Simmons <laughs> as of yet either. <laughs> but stay with Milwaukee for a second. Uh, two things. What did you think of the DiVincenzo trade? He's a guy I really like. I know he's probably expendable based on, you know, some of the other, you know, components that they have around Giannis. But What do you think of the DiVincenzo trade? And can you give us an update on Lopez? Is he coming back? If so, when? The
4: DiVincenzo trade, a lot of Bucks fans, uh, for, for clarity, I'm, I'm from the Milwaukee area. I am a Bucks fan. A lot of fans like DiVincenzo. It's easy to forget they tried to trade him last season for Bogdan Bogdanovich, and the trade got cut by the NBA because of tampering issues. So I think the franchise already felt like he was expendable. They signed Grayson Allen in the offseason, who plays a very similar role, you know, hits threes, scrappy defender, stuff like that. Um, but I think the Bucks, it, to me, the bucks trading for Sergi Baca, uh, dealing DiVincenzo for him was not exactly a vote of confidence for me and Brooke Lopez coming back and, and looking great. Now the latest news is that he's expected to be back when exactly that is, is pretty unclear. And I'm not necessarily uh, expecting anything out of him, honestly. I mean, he's, you know, he's over seven feet tall, almost 300 pounds, you know, mid thirties. It's not a back recovery. is not going to be easy for him coming off of surgery. So, I think they felt like they needed that defensive presence in the paint uh, to block shots and someone who can also hit threes like Lopez. And there's not that many players in the NBA who are that intimidating as a shot blocker while also being able to hit threes at center around Giannis, uh, which is kind of a formula that the Bucs have obviously had success with. So I think they felt like if you're trying to win a title again this year, you would rather have Sergi Baca as insurance for Lopez than have DiVincenzo. Vincenzo uh,
3: on the wing. Absolutely because you're preparing for Phoenix. So I think they're trying to make sure that Giannis doesn't have to guard Ayton, you know, just because of their lack of size. Uh, another team, this team's in the Western Conference that's had some injury situations. They have the great Jokic who's having another MVP campaign, but there have been whispers that Porter Jr and Murray could potentially be coming back. Do you have any update on either one of those individuals?
4: It's sounding like March uh, for Porter. I mean, he just, he's starting to practice with the G league again uh, to get some real practices. in. at this point in the season, um, you know, the NBA teams aren't, you know, rolling out like real practices Um, and Murray same boat late March, early April. So there's a chance both of those guys could get maybe two to three weeks of games in uh, before the playoffs, whether that's enough time for it to really matter. It's hard to say, you know, ramping, like, especially Jamal Murray up uh, from a torn ACL, trying to get him up to 30 minutes a game for the first round of the playoffs. That's tough. But, you know, you only have Jokic under contract for so long. You made this huge deal for Michael Porter Jr. Uh, I don't think they're going anywhere without Murray either in the playoffs, uh, at least not past the first round. So I think there is a, some sense of urgency to get these guys back because. You know, Phoenix is looking really good. Golden State is intimidating when they're healthy. But other than that, the West feels like it's a, a little wide open. You know, I think Denver probably feels like they have a shot at least getting to the Western Conference Finals. Um, but they, they need Murray and, and Porter back. So I think they'll push them to come back.
3: Alex, we got about 20 seconds left. Give us your picks right now. Who plays in the NBA Finals this year and who's the winner?
4: Ooh, on the spot. Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm gonna go with Phoenix and Philly, um, and after that, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Phoenix to win the NBA title. All as right. good as I think Philly is, nice. uh, I think they'll need some more time.
2: All right, Alex, stuff, there he man. is, Alex Barutha. Check him out on Twitter as well. It is the nightcap.
0: This is the Nightcap on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: The college basketball season is in full swing. Grab a five-hour energy to stay alert to watch all your favorite games or if you stayed up late to see that intense overtime game, take like a five-hour energy shot in the morning so you can energize your day with zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine. It's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from. Flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There is a flavor for everyone. Get a five-hour energy today I don't never need a five-hour energy when we got this type of action going on Sean's ducks up three to one I like to see that Sean
3: let's keep it going thoroughly
2: like to see that
3: but rather be up three to one than down three to one somewhere down there you were never a varsity player So mean, man. That's from Sopranos. Remember, Junior used to tell uh, Tony Soprano that you know all the that time. I've never, no, you were never Sopranos. a varsity player,
2: really. Yeah, I never.
3: I, I, I mean, it's only one of the greatest sitcoms in the history of our, our I world. Am,
2: I am not anti Sopranos. I've seen, you know, Godfather and, and all those movies, but
3: but uh, hey, a bunch of alpha males, you know, doing the alpha male thing. I mean, I can see how you wouldn't be into that. I get it. It's not for everybody,
2: but this is what I have to deal with. You know, <laughs> you know, when he bets on the dirty. USC Trojans, you know,
3: I like USC ba, 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 tonight. Ba, ba, I'm just ba, ba, telling ba, ba, you ba, ba, if you ba, followed ba, Arizona mm,
2: mm-hmm.
3: when they have a awful shooting game, like they just did at Colorado, it generally is followed by another one. And to me, their whole season is going to revolve around. Can they knock down perimeter shots? Cause they have great size, you know, they can protect the rim. They play, you know, above average defense, but it's all about, can they knock down shots? I don't think they're a consistently elite jump shooting team. You just this is an eye test.
2: I think USC's frauds. I, I really
3: do. And I think USC's slightly better than people think, but we'll find out tonight.
2: Uh, USC thirty third in Ken Palm, despite uh, their twenty five and four record. Now, once again, Ken Palm, and he would tell you this: he's not gospel, uh, but just the breakdown of what they are. They're not a great offensive team. They're not a great defensive team. Uh, you know, they're coming off of a really big win. In a, just devastating loss uh, by Oregon. Uh, That was an impressive win. Honestly, I have been quite skeptical of USC for the most part this year. However, I was impressed by them winning in Eugene on Saturday night. That was a good win. They came back. They won by one. Uh, you know, needing double overtime in Corvallis is is awful. Uh, Oregon State's terrible. They're playing better. Uh, they're 3-26. and I know. Yeah.
3: Last four or five games, they've been a lot more competitive. Not sure Should what happened. Should you
2: need double overtime to beat a 3-26 and basketball? Well, Washington
3: State had to go to overtime last night. Is Washington Corvallis.
2: State a top 15 team? No, no
3: they're not. Okay. Um, I was just shocked at all. Uh, well, no, because that was Arizona, Colorado that won USC. But I was shocked that Arizona could lose to a – Yeah. Colorado team that's at the I bottom agree. of the conference and not even dropping the polls.
2: Arizona is is a very fascinating case this year. By
3: the way, the Mavs were up ten. Yeah, they are. Yep. Uh,
2: that is thirty-five to twenty-five. A little uh, four and a half minutes scoreless streak here for the uh, for the Lakers. Who, man, they stink.
3: Uh, I can't wait to get this garbage in. Which one? <laughs> Tonight. Yeah. SC plus four and a half.
2: It's good. You know why? Why? You know. The public's on USC catching points at home. It's interesting that that line has not moved.
3: Well, it shouldn't. Arizona is the number two team in the country.
2: Hmm. Okay. Right? I mean, USC was a underdog at Oregon over the weekend.
3: They were. And it's a different animal. You know, people that really follow college know that Oregon's been playing a lot better, and they're a dangerous team. But
2: yeah, I mean, you know, know. the fact that they might not make the NCAA tournament, yeah, they're pretty dangerous.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's why the the entire team, the the entire
2: team. So you just said they're playing better. Uh, Oregon has now dropped four of six and lost to Cal and got their doors blown off. So who did Oregon beat? Oregon
3: had what two upsets? They beat UCLA. Okay,
2: that's what I'm thinking about. And they had a stretch in January where they beat UCLA and they beat USC in back-to-back yeah, games. Yeah,
3: that's, what I, that's what I was thinking of. But
2: they're falling off right now, so.
3: I mean, I can't watch Oregon games just because I hate the home court, <laughs> and it, it, it's bad for my, the dilation of my pupils, so, you know.
2: I think this is, this is going to tell me something about Arizona. Is Arizona a legitimate national championship type of team? I have questions. You know, we've got a first-year head coach in Tommy Lloyd. Uh, they have a team that, you know, like you mentioned, they they'll hit some dry spells. Uh, they're 131st in the country in uh, in three point percentage. They are deadly inside. You know, top ten in uh, uh, shooting percentage inside. You know, inside the arc. So, I mean, prior to their loss to Colorado, they were they were rolling right along. They had won nine straight. I just think this is a bounce back spot on the road, in my opinion, at a bit of a fraudulent USC team. And if USC can prove that they're you know, they're the real deal. This would be a good spot for them to take care of business.
3: Yeah, we'll see. We're going to find out shortly. I'll say this. Uh, your boy Johnny Davis, he mm-hmm. needs to have a big last seven minutes because right now he's sitting at 14 points, only 4-10 on the night for the field, all one from three. You know, he needs this game, in my opinion, for even the long shot chance of, of cashing you guys as a player to your ticket.
2: Yeah, I think we're kind so, we're, uh, we're. I think he needs cooked. to get hot here.
3: A lot of people probably tuning in. You know, check the score. Okay, it's a, a, a close game. You know, so he's going to get a lot of eyes right now that he probably wouldn't get.
2: No, I agree. I mean, he had, you know, when we me and Jim talked about this a couple weeks ago, uh, and then he had the performance that he had that weekend where his odds went from 14 to 1 down to I think as low as plus 550. I mean, he needed to continue just to go nuclear. And now you're at home. You've got an opportunity to... uh, I mean, the second half is kind of where he thrives. Like you said, he's got 14 points, five rebounds. A win over number eight, Purdue, locking up the Big East, or Big Ten, I should say. I mean, he's got games ahead of him, but so does Oscar Toshibwe. And Oscar Toshibwe has got... The distance. And, you know, if you missed it tonight, Oscar Toshiboy went for 18 and 15. Right, And that's what he does, it feels like, on a nightly basis.
3: I just think Kentucky plays so many high-profile games. The voters, the people who actually so vote. Does, so does Wisconsin. Uh, not so much. Uh, what are you talking about? I'm just, they don't play as many national-type games You're as wrong. Kentucky. I You're mean, wrong. I don't consider conference games this like— This
2: game is a bigger game than what Kentucky played— Old Miss tonight.
3: I'm not saying that people this tuned into Kentucky, Ole Miss. I'm saying over the course of the entire season, I think Wisconsin Kentucky, was
2: just on CBS. Okay. Uh, in an right, island okay, game okay, on a okay, Sunday.
3: Okay, Tim. I'm just saying. All right. Okay. Wisconsin plays as many high-profile national games as Kentucky. Down the stretch. Uh, well, I do like Yes. Okay. All right. But
2: I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Down sc- okay. Why don't you? Why don't you agree? Because
3: it's not accurate. It is. No, it's nobody that would say in college basketball, Kentucky plays less high-profile national-type right games. No, I would say. I said a- over the course of the year.
2: But Oscar Toshibwe wasn't on the national radar when they lost Game One of the season to Duke. Um,
3: I, we didn't get into any of that. But I I'm said simply that-, that Kentucky plays more high-profile national games over the course of a season than Wisconsin. My point being, a lot of people have probably heard about Johnny Davis now. Some people that may not have seen him play are tuning in. So I think it's very important now that he looks like a potential college player of the year. That's all I'm saying.
2: I I agree. I mean, I would just say that, you know, when he was on CBS and had 30 points the other day, that was kind of... Who were they
3: playing?
2: Uh, They were playing, was that Ohio State? It was... uh, they played Michigan on CBS. The Jawan Howard game. The Jawan Howard, you know, fate, you know. I love basketball. The, the mushing face. I love basketball. He had twenty-five I, in that game.
3: I didn't. I didn't watch it.
2: Okay. Well, yeah. that seems to be a you problem. I got you. I mean, did you watch?
3: No, I just Kentucky think I, tonight when they played Ole Miss. I'm just looking at their non-conference this year. They have Providence, Texas A&M, and Houston. That
2: was the Maui invitation. I know
3: Marquette, Georgia Tech. So those were their non-conference games. You know. I think if we pull up Kentucky, you know, their portfolio of games probably is a little.
2: I already told you. I mean, first off, playing in the Maui Invitational is as high profile as a non-com as there is, and they won it. And Johnny Davis went for 30 against Houston, who was, you know, number 12 in the country at the time. And then in a game against Purdue on the road. He went for 37. That Kentucky's was a pretty, pretty high-profile Kentucky's
3: game. non-conference games this year were Duke, yep. Notre Dame, North Carolina, Notre Dame? Kansas. Notre
2: Dame's not a high-profile game, Sean. Duke
3: and Kansas are high-profile games. Duke and Kansas are absolutely yeah.
2: very high-profile games. They played, and they uh, played North Carolina Auburn here when here Auburn Vegas. was
3: number one on a Saturday. Everyone was watching.
2: Yep. And Johnny Davis played Purdue when they were three and went for 37. So, I, I think – this is as high profile as it gets. A top 10 matchup. They're playing each other at, you know, 10 o'clock Eastern. It's a big time game.
3: And a lot of people are tuning in. I agree. And they're, they're kind of browsing the scores, you know, seeing what they want to do. They've eaten dinner, kind of a nightcap, you know, got a little cocktail there, hydrating a little bit. And they're, let me check this Johnny Davis kid out.
2: I know. He needs to, he needs to step up. It's a big spot for him. But we'll see. 57 55, Wisconsin with the lead. This one go, feels like it's going to come down to the wire. Hey, baseball. Probably not going to have a whole lot of baseball. What's baseball? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but uh, their commissioner continues to just be the worst thing that ever happened to him. We'll talk to Cody Decker at the top of the hour next, right here on BCC.